0: amen i've got some good news for the church amen i this uh y'all get rid of me for a little while and brother hoots will be back and i'm excited for our pastor to finally be back i got to talk to him the uh, last couple of weeks and man it's been a uh, joy to be able to talk to him and uh we're 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 excited ecstatic to be able to have him back in the pulpit and just his presence and uh so amen uh, I might ride with him to church. I don't know. Amen. I've missed him so much. Uh but uh I tell you what we're excited about having him back and it's good to have our visitors with us and uh uh and really it's really not visitors. Uh it feels like brother uh by your family and uh I've only met him probably two or three times and already. It feels like family and it's odd, isn't it? Uh when you uh get around Christian folks that you pray for and you care about and uh, you start uh, we're a family of God and so it's amazing to me but this morning if you got your Bibles I want you to get those out and uh, let's go to the second Timothy second Timothy uh, if you Donald Trump you'd say Two Timothy Two Timothy uh, second Timothy chapter 4 and when you find your place let's all stand to our feet uh, brother Smith that was a blessing a blessing I, I love that song amen 2nd Timothy chapter number 4, though, is where we're going to begin. If you found your place, say Amen. Amen. The Bible says in verse number 1, I charge thee, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead, the living and the dead, at His appearing and His kingdom. Preach the word, be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap in themselves teachers having itching ears." And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of evangelists, make full proof of thy ministry. Verse number 6, for I am now, notice this, now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. Paul says, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them that also that love his appearing. Do thy diligence to come shortly unto me. Verse number 10 I want us to read together on this morning. Verse number 10. For Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world, and is departed unto Thessalonica, Cretans to Galatia, Titus unto Dalmatia. And let's pray. Your Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray that you will bless this service. And Lord, it has been an honor to preach for Brother Hoots, uh, to be able to f- uh, fill these pulpits uh, the last couple months as he, our pastor heals back and uh, many others have preached. And uh, Lord, we've had good preaching but Lord, we're so thankful for answered prayer. We're so thankful as uh, Brother uh, Hoots, you've healed him back and gave him strength. As Lord, we'll get to see him back in this pulpit, Lord willing. And uh, I pray that you'll bless him in a mighty way uh, on this rainy day. And Lord, I pray, Lord, that uh, Lord, that you'll bless these people for coming this morning to your house. And Lord, I pray, it looks a little bit gloomy outside. But Lord, I pray that you will have something for us here today. I pray that you will get me out of the way, hide me behind the cross, and Lord, work through me through your word. And Lord, I pray that uh, hearts will be touched, lives changed, uh, all because of your word and, Lord, what you say. Lord, I pray that you, uh, you will just bless this service now. In Jesus' precious holy name I do pray. Amen. And you may be seated on this morning. you had a title, this morning I'd probably title it maybe, What Happened to Demas? What Happened to Demas? And as I've been uh, thinking about uh, for the last few weeks, I've been uh, going about uh, thinking about Demas and uh, thinking about through scriptures. We find him in uh, the book of Philemon. Uh, We find him in the book of Colossians. Uh, and we find him here in Second Timothy, and this is all that we know of him. And it's kind of one of the saddest statements uh, in the Word of God. We see uh, there's sad statements that you see uh, uh, when Judas, uh, man, when he betrayed the Lord, man, that was uh, that was just a sad. He kissed the door to heaven. We heard about that on this past Sunday uh, from Brother Green. But another sad statement we find in the Word of God is in Second Timothy chapter number four and verses number ten. But before we get there, I want you to I want to set the stage this morning. I want you to see Second Timothy Paul is uh writing uh for his last time as far as we know uh he's uh, at the end of his life, especially in chapter four. Uh he's in the Mamertine prison. He is uh man, uh we find in the last uh, of this chapter. I want you to notice in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verses uh number 14 or number 13, the Bible says the cloak that I left at Troaz uh, with Carpus, when thou comest, bring with thee. So uh Paul he is cold. He's, uh, he, the Mamertine prison, man, is uh, dark, it's dungy. And man, he's needing his coat, he needs something physical. He's very lonely at this time, as Demas has left him. We see him alone, he's ready to be offered up for the Lord, and he's asking for something that is something physical, in which there's nothing wrong with that. He's asking for his coat. And then he's asking something for his mind. Brother uh, Brother Clark has been talking a lot about the mind in Sunday school. He's asking for something for his mind there in the uh, prison. Bring with thee and the books, but especially the parchments. So Paul, he's lonely. He's needing his cold. He's cold. He's freezing. He's in there. He's in dark darkness. He's very lonely. And now he's wanting something to uh, be able to feel his mind. He's wanting his parchment. He's wanting his books. And then we see Alexander the coppersmith. I'd like to punch this guy right in the mouth. Amen. Oh, I'll get Brother Gary on him. I think what? Let him slap him on the back. Amen. I don't understand people like this. Alexander the coppersmith did me much evil. Man, I, I tell you, it's sad that we live in an evil world where people, man, they love to uh, see us be able to uh, just die and move off the face of the earth. They hate us that much. But notice this. The Lord reward him according to his works. And we're not talking about the same reward that us Christians will get. But it goes on to say, it says at my first, in verse 16, at my first answer, no man stood with me, but all men forsook me. I pray God that it may not be laid to their charge, notwithstanding the Lord stood with me. He needed something that was physical. He needed something for his mind, but also he needed something spiritual. He needed God to stand with him. And notice this and strengthen me that by me the preaching might be fully known, and that all the Gentiles might hear. And I was delivered, notices out of uh, the mouth of the lion. We come to place in Second Timothy chapter number 4, and Paul is giving his farewell address. He's talking to young Timothy, a young man in the faith, been brought up, and Paul has taught him well, and... Of course, he's learned it from his mom and his uh, grandma. Uh, And Paul is uh, teaching him. He's charging him here. And we see in verse number 1, he says, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at His appearing and His kingdom. Preach the word. He's saying, Timothy, I need you to keep preaching. I need you to keep teaching. I need you to keep doing what God would have you to do in this life. I'm not going to be here any longer. My time is about up. And uh, Timothy, I need you to rise up. Rise up and do the work of the Lord. He says, preach the Word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering, patience, and doctrine. What is doctrine? Doctrine is teaching teaching and i'm thankful for preachers that are preaching uh uh, the word of god but also uh, the ministry of teaching we've got to be able to teach uh, and and preach as well but notice this we go on down it says for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine we're there today people would rather be able to see a, a maybe a pageant, or be able to see a concert with all the uh, the uh, the lights and all that, the colored lights. People would love to hear those things rather than an old fashioned preacher that's preaching the word. People would rather hear that. That's right. And it goes on to say, "Shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and that shall turn away their ears from the truth, and shall be turned unto." Fables, you know, in most of these mega churches, they're they got fables that they're teaching. There's a little bit of truth in what they're saying, but they put a lot of fables with it. And they get away from the Word of God, and it's a shame. They're drawing people in droves to come and hear them, and come hear somebody that's telling fables, fables. But says, watch there, thou in all things endure afflictions. What is that? That's hardships. I want you to look at me real quick. We're going to endure some hardships in this life. Yes, we're Christians. Yes, we're children of God. But we're going to endure some things in this life. Man, there's some hardships out there. I was just watching the other day, uh, there was a, a family that I know very dearly, and man, they was uh, uh, just scrubbing out their house because uh, their whole house got flooded. Their whole house got flooded. I believe uh, y'all got your house flooded. Is that right, Brother Clark? And man, it happens, and you're watching them. Uh, they got their uh, the, the, the shop vacs in there, and they got their squeegees, and man, it's terrible. You're just trying to get all the water out, and things happen like that. Things happen. In life, hardships, afflictions, especially in the work of the Lord when people leave you, people forsake you. And I thought a lot, uh, I, I've seen as I've uh, pastored uh, uh, for many years and I've uh, been preaching for over 20. And I, man, I've seen a lot, of, a lot of hardships. I've seen a lot of people that has left the Lord. Now, I was thinking about Brother Byer and uh, Brother Byer, uh, may I say you've uh, seen a lot of people leave the Lord in your time. You and your wife, y'all you have probably seen that. And I was thinking about Brother Hoots. For all these many years that he has been a great pastor here, he has probably seen a lot of people come and go. And so she probably cried many nights. And no matter, no matter if uh, there, uh, some, sometimes uh, uh, membership and people in the church, they're not always easy to get along with. We all understand that. But still yet, I guarantee and I know that Brother Hoots loves each and every one, no matter if there are a hardship on him or not. There's a care there that an under-shepherd has for his flock. And I I, I would dare to say, I know that I could say uh, this morning that he has probably cried many, many nights thinking about somebody. Paul is no uh, exception. Paul, he's at the end of his uh, time. And Demas, man, he has... You look in the book of Philemon. Let's go there real quick. Let's go uh, to Philemon uh, chapter... uh, Actually, (laughs) the only chapter there. Uh, Philemon. You know, I heard somebody say the other day, uh, call it the book of Philemon. Philemon. The book of Philemon. Uh, and, uh, but go to Philemon. And then we're going to also, I'm uh, in I mean, Colossians here. Uh, we're going to look at that as well. But we see here in these chapters about Demas and his early ministry. And uh, Colossians chapter 4, I hold your place in Philemon. Chapter 4 and verses number 14. The Bible says, Luke, the beloved ph- physician, and Demas. Oh, here we go, the same guy. It says, greet you. And goes on to say, hey, uh, uh, salute the brethren. Man, Demas is involved in Paul's life. He's involved in his first imprisonment. Uh, Demas is right there named among all the fellow servants of Paul and of the Lord. And Demas is doing a great work for God. And we see Demas' name being mentioned. Notice in uh, the book of Philemon. Philemon. We see here also, we see man, Paul, prisoner of Jesus Christ in verse number one, and Timothy, our brother, unto Philemon, our dearly beloved and fellow, notice this, fellow laborer. Notice that. Paul had some people uh, that was behind him, but now notice this in verse number 22, drop down there. But with all prepare me also a lodging, for I trust that through your prayers I shall be given unto you. There salute the Epaphras, uh, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus, Marcus, which is Mark, notice this, uh, uh, Aristarchus, uh, Demas, here we go, Lucas, my fellow laborers, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, Amen. We see Demas' name mentioned again. Then we come at the end of 2 Timothy chapter number 4. Paul, he says, I have fought a good fight. Are you going to be able to say that at the end of your life? I hope I get to say it. I hope I be able to say I have fought a good fight. I hope I can be able to say that whenever my last breath is going to enter my body. I'm hoping my children get to see uh something about their dad, my uh, their dad. Hey, my dad was just uh hey, he was a good man, but one thing I can say to my uh, about my dad is he fought a good fight for Jesus Christ. I hope and pray for that. I want, I urge and uh, man, I strive to be able to do that. But uh, Paul, he says, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. Our course one day is going to be finished here. Lauren, it'll be, it'll be all done. Be all done. And we'll, we'll be able to say, I have kept the faith. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. Do you believe that? I do. But Paul says, for Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world. You know, this morning, we look at Demas, one of the saddest statements in the Bible... God here, He lost a worker. For Demas, Demas hath forsaken. Demas, he was walking right. He was doing the Lord's work. He was enduring hardness like a good soldier of Jesus Christ. He had been with Paul for many years. And now he has forsaken the Lord. He has forsaken the ministry. And he walks away. Who do he walk away from? He walked away from God. Luke chapter number 10, verse number 2 says, Therefore said He unto them, The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are what? Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that He would send forth labors unto His harvest. Let me tell you something. Hey, uh, the, uh, the harvest is truly great, but the laborers, the laborers, the laborers, the workers are few. Where are they at? Didn't Jesus Christ die on the cross for them? Didn't He give His blood for them? Hey, didn't He give them life? Didn't He give them freedom through salvation? Where are the workers? But the Bible says the labors are few, so God lost the worker here. Paul lost a friend, and now I was thinking about Paul and a man. He says, "For Demas, Demas hath forsaken who? Me." Paul lost a friend. God lost a worker, but Paul, he lost a friend. And can you imagine uh, what Paul was going through Of a man, a, a, a friend that Demas was to him all those many years of going through the tr- struggles and trials of life. And now he has walked away. As I was thinking about Paul, Brother Hoots, I was thinking about you. Now of all these years of Serving here and pastoring in this church, I'd say when he looks out from this pulpit, I don't know. but I, I'd say he sees people that's not in their pews. Right. Mm-hmm. That once they was there. Once they did hold up a song book. Mm-hmm. Once they did have their Bible and they were, Amen! Once he saw that they were, happy and they had smiles on their faces and the children were happy and they were in the sunny schools some people walk away and it hurts i can say i i believe with this all my heart i I believe we're friends here you know it's great to come to churches and it's great to hear the word of god but it's another thing to have the family with you, the family of God, that love and care for you, that pray for you, that serve with you. Man, it it, it rejoices my heart to know that uh, there's still churches out there that still care about people. I look all across this room, and I'm excited for Brother uh, Hoots to be able to come back and be able to get his physical eyes to see across the room again he loves you but you don't need to quit you need to keep on serving it's going to be hard you cannot give up on this walk of life for god paul lost the friend demas he lost a life and i understand this morning we might be a little bit different about was demas saved or not We're not even going to go there. I'm not even going to go there. Uh, But you know what? Uh, All I'm saying is, I believe that, hey, Demas, he was a fellow soldier. That's what the Bible says. He was a fellow soldier. He was there. And you can say what you want to. Can uh, children of God backslide? Yes, they can. There is some preachers that don't like the word backslide. But I'm going to tell you something. You can backslide on God. You can. And Demas, he left. He left, but he lost a life, a life that he could have lived for God, for God to do a work through him. And I'm going to tell you guys, man, you, uh, you young people, you listen up very quickly. There's no greater life. There's no greater life than serving Jesus Christ. Man, you can ask Brother Byer, and man, there's hardships, there's trials, and you can ask Miss Byer, there's hardships and trials in the ministry, but there's no greater life than giving your life to Jesus Christ. Right. Be able to come at the end of your life because we're all going to what? We're all going to die one day. That's right. That's right. But that death is not true death. Yeah. All we do is close our eyes and we're with Him. If you're saved and born again, you've got that promise. You've got that promise from Him that once you pass from this life, you're going to the next. You're going to be with Him in His arm, in His bosom, and He will take care of you just like He took care of you down here. But there's no greater life, Daniel. I'm only picking on you because you're right here. There's no greater life than serving the Lord. If there's anything good about any of us, it's about because of what He has done. And I'm telling you I, I'm telling you this morning, don't give up on the Lord, don't give up on the things of God. don't give up on your pastor, don't give up on your uh, friends here at East River Baptist Church. Don't you give up. Hey you keep sticking in there and you do not walk away. God's got something for you. Do you believe that? God's got something for you. God left the end results of the life of this man up to our our imaginations. But it never says that Demas ever came back. It never does that. It never, Kate, it never shows that Demas ever came back. When we end the uh, the, uh, Bible in the book of Revelations, we don't see that he came back. Did he? I don't know. Loss of a life, the why and the what for that caused Demas to leave is not stated. Other than it says that his love for the this present world—that's all that's said. Was it the care of this world that caused Demas to leave? You know, Matthew chapter 13 verse 22 says, He also that receives seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becometh unfruitful. One thing about Demas, he, his heart left way before he left physically. Did you hear me? Eve did not just, hey, One day, just pick up the fruit and eat it. No, no, no. She saw that the fruit was good to look at. She saw that it was good. She looked at it probably each and every day. She would go through the garden and there was Eve and she'd be doing her chores and doing her work that the Lord had for them. And she would look over. Demas, he did not just leave physically. One day, "I'm, I'm done, Paul. Hey, I'm through with this. No, no, no. He left in his heart first. Once you see, listen guys, once you see that you're a little bit down about church, you're a little bit tired of coming to church, doesn't move you when, brother? if you didn't get moved when Brother Smith sung, hey, you better be running to this altar this morning. I'm going to be honest with you. I almost, I almost stood up and was just, I, I was ready to shout the house down. I about just uh, took my glasses off and threw them around. You know what I'm saying, but you better be glad I didn't do that. <laughs> what, what moves you? Is it some uh, movie? Is it some? Is it some movie that moves you? Is it? Is it just? things that's out in this world, did they move you? Did they excite you? You know, one problem with, when we go to the book of Revelation, chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3, chapter 4, praise God, we're already gone, chapter 4, verse number 1. But let me tell you something. Chapter 3, we see uh, the, uh, the church of Laodicea. You know what the lukewarmness is? You know what we're talking about? They're neither cold nor hot, right? But they lost their excitement. And guys, do not lose your excitement for God. What you've got to do is you've got to get right with Him and find the, a problem. And all the problems going to come back to you. There's something that you're, you're mad about. There's something that you're discouraged about. There's something that you feel like, hey, God owes you something. There's something that maybe is selfish. There's something and you've got to get it out. Because it's like a cancer. It will eat you alive. Demas, did he care? Do you have all the cares and the riches? A lot of thing, uh, people uh, talk about uh, Demas. You know, for him to go, the Bible says he departed unto Thessalonica. Now from Rome to Thessalonica, that's a long trip. A lot of people say that he's, he was from there. And if, if, if historians are right, if they are right... And if he was from Thessalonica, which I'm not saying he is, then there was probably a lot of riches involved. Because Demas is found in history for the riches and all that, if that's the same one. Was it the course of this world that caused Demas to leave? Was it that? Was it that he got himself involved with the old crowd again and he thought he could change them, but they ended up changing him? Was it the comfort of this world that caused Demas to leave? We do know from the passage of Scripture in 2 Timothy that Paul was ready to die. He was in the prison. And it could be possible that Demas, he was tired of living like that. He was so sick of being in the hardships all the time. It could have got to the very point of his life, he knew that he would probably have to be killed with Paul also. And he left maybe for that. Demas may have loved pleasure and ease rather than hardship. Demas, he may have loved comfort and wealth rather than discomfort and poverty. Was it the cost of this world that caused Demas to leave? You know, it was going to cost, it cost us everything. I'm going to tell you something. It cost Jesus Christ to come to this world to die on the cross uh, for you and my sins. He it cost him everything uh, to be. Uh, he volunteered to come and pay that penalty. But it's going to cost us something uh, to be a disciple. It's going to cost us something uh, to do the work of God in this day and age, in this generation. It's going to cost you something. It will cost you the world. Things that you will no longer do and places that you. Will no longer go. We don't do that no more. The things I used to do. I don't do them anymore. Hey! It's going to cost you something great. It's consequences are great. The world will punish you for it. Why don't you go out and drink with us? Why don't you go out and party with us? Why don't you just come out on the lake with us on Sunday? Why do you have to go to church every time? Why do you keep having to quote that Bible? Why do you love Jesus Christ that much? Why do you do this? Why do you do that? Why do you teach your kids and train your kids to do this? Say, yes ma'am, no ma'am. Why do you do that? And you will be punished for that. It will cost you your life. The life you could have had doing what the world is doing right now. No Jesus, no surrender, no faithfulness, no joy, no true happiness, no peace. Hey, do we want a life like that? No! I'd rather have Jesus. But demons, he lost. I'm so thankful that wasn't the end. It says in verse number 11, only Luke is with me. What's the next statement? "Take, um, Take Mark and bring him with thee, for he is what? Profitable to me for the ministry. Did we read that right? Yeah. Let me let me get my glasses down here. Man, it does say that. Yeah. Right. So John Mark, remember he left, and uh, Paul and Barnabas, man, they had a little problem there. John Mark, he didn't start out well. He left. But we find John Mark coming back. Yes, Demas, he started out well, but it didn't end well for him, did it? As far as we know. As far as our imaginations know, from what we got from the Word of God, he had forsaken. But John Mark is back. And that's what I want to say this morning. I'm glad that there's two different uh, uh, examples here. I'm thankful uh, there is a John Mark. And I'm thankful for there is a Demas because we all are human. We all are going to have our little faults and failures. We're all going to stumble through this walk. But I'm going to tell you something. It does not have to end like Demas. I'm thankful that the Lord, He can pull you back up if you want Him to. If you want revival back in your heart, you can. You can get back up and serve the Lord for the rest of your life. And we know by the testimony of John Mark that he did get to finish the rest of his life for the Lord. You don't have to... Uh, problems and uh, uh, hardships and all that. They did not have to just uh, tell you who you are. Let me tell you something. You could be molded and God can bring you back up out of that. And He did that for Mark. And Mark, He treaded on. But you know why it's going to take? This altar area... Right here, I wonder how many tears have flowed on these steps, on these benches. Y'all call these mourner uh, mourner benches, or what do y'all call them? Altars, or what? I wonder how many tears have flowed. I wonder who has sat in your pew from times past, have wept and prayed. I wonder how many people have came back to the Lord, you might be sitting here this morning Don't walk away Amen. Don't be a Demas right. Be a John Mark yes, All it takes Is that first step That's right. yeah. uh-huh. You know when I got saved Salvation didn't happen to me At the altar You know what happened to me I know I walk a lot I'm getting my exercises in, in this morning Salvation happened when we was uh, at the, uh, uh, ask everybody to stand. The invitation was given. Salvation was when I took my step. That. That, that was the hardest part. You know what? Anytime you go to the altar, this is the hardest part. And maybe that's what we need to practice. We need to practice just doing this. Practice this. And if you're sitting on this side, you can practice with your right leg. All right. But that's the hardest part. That's the hardest part and it's a shame that we don't step out and man get, uh, and when God finally sees that we finally humbled ourselves down and we finally surrendered, man, it does a work in our life. And I'm finished. I want you to hear me out. I'm thankful there was a, a John Mark, but just by way of application, three things and I'm finished. First, we should have an eternal perspective on life and not love this present world. That's number one. Number two is this. The second thing we can learn from Demas is that no Christian is immune from loving this present world. You have not arrived. The devil wants you just like he did Peter. He wants to sift you as wheat. He's like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Are you his next victim? And then number three, and I'm finished. The third lesson we can learn by way of application is we can learn from the life of Demas is that the hope of the Lord's return, this is a big one. The hope of the Lord's return. You hear me? The hope of the Lord's return. Do you believe in that? It ought to change the way we live and think now. Demas, he knew that Jesus Christ was going to come back. But yeah, it didn't affect him. Let's all stand to our feet real quick. Sing with me. I'm pressing on the upward way. New hearts I'm gaining every day, still praying out. Sing on the last. I want to sing. I ask brother clark to come hardships will come but let's be let's be like paul hey i have fought a good fight i have finished my course i have kept kept the faith amen brother clark if you will